Welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. If you're looking for news, tips, and stories about fishing the Great Lakes, you've come to the right place. And now your host, Chris Larson. Hello and welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast. Today's interview is from the 2023 Virtual Great Lakes Fishing Show and features pro angler Ed Stahusky. We discuss his season on the National Walleye Tour, crankbaits for walleyes, and how to be a more successful walleye troller. Captain Vince Pierleone is my co-host for this episode. You're kind of starting a new season, obviously. Uh, tell us about last year and how the tournament season went last year for you. Started off good and went downhill from there. Um, uh, basically, uh, first tournament of the year last year was uh, right uh, down the road from me on uh, Detroit River. Uh, it's kind of a crazy event. They put it at the tail end of March, which is it's kind of pushing it up here in the north, right? Uh, uh, we were pretty fishing through ice and, uh, uh, you know, sub-freezing temperatures. So, um, which during the during the week, uh, we had fairly good conditions as far as water clarity. But um, what happened the, the day that the tournament was supposed to happen, I think we had 40 mile an hour winds. So they, they even canceled a, a tournament on the river just because the water temperatures were like 36 degrees. So uh, anybody getting knocked out of a boat wouldn't have been, uh, wouldn't have been too good for too long, but uh, did okay in that one. And then uh, uh, really tried to, uh, to, to stay up there in the top and kind of swung for the fences, you know, the old cliche, at the next one and that pretty much set the dominoes in motion for a bad season you, you can't uh with these guys in this in this tour uh i fish the national walleye tour you can't really have a bad tournament and hope to do well for angler of the year uh and it did all right through the rest of it but uh definitely that was uh that was a tough one that was in chamberlain uh south dakota so I uh, left little fish to go find big fish and caught no fish and, you know, just put uh, put one in the box the first day and then just went and beat up on some fish the second day where I should have stayed all the first day. So, but uh, all in all, you know, it was uh, one of those seasons where, you know, you, you learn from, right? You, you kind of just, you have to take uh, take each event and kind of do your uh, post-mortem on it and go, you know, what went well, what didn't go well and, and uh, definitely a good learning experience for me. So, so it's going to be a bounce back year for you here in 2023. Uh, appreciate you yeah. coming on, Ed. And today we're going to talk about crankbaits for walleyes. And we start talking about stuff like this. To me, the first question as an angler when you're thinking about this stuff is is the why. So uh, let's start off with that. And that's uh, why crankbaits for walleyes. What do you like about them? What's the advantage to using? Yeah, I think what's nice about all artificial lures and crankbaits fall into that category for sure. It, it's about efficiency, right? Uh, uh, versus live bait, you're going to be able to, to keep a bait in the water longer. Um, and I think what's what's nice about crankbaits, mainly we're using them trolling. There are some applications where we're passing them too. Uh, but you're kind of hitting on like all the senses uh, of all of any fish with a crankbait uh you know you're gonna get that you're gonna get the visual with it uh for sure when uh when it 
they're going to be able to see it from a mile away if, if you're using a bright color like this. But if you're going to go to something that's more natural, like this walleye nation, this is one of their custom ones. It looks like a little uh, white bass. But uh, depending on water clarity, right, you're going to you're going to move or move to different color patterns and where you're fishing and all that good stuff. But then, you know, a lot of them, I don't know if you can hear it real good. But, uh, you know, rattles, right? So that's sending out some sound vibrations, the vibration of the bait. We'll talk a little bit a bit about pitch and yaw and roll and all those good things that uh, are some triggering things that crankbaits have. But speed, too. Um, you know, when it, if you're properly tuned, we'll talk a little bit about tuning. I mean, you're, you're fishing crankbaits, uh, um up to like four miles an hour for a walleye you know a lot of guys think you know that walleye won't move real fast but depending on water temperature you know you, when you get in the summer when they start to spread out real far you can really crank up the speed on them and and there's triggering mechanisms to to speed and and uh talk a little bit about that but uh yeah i i love artificial baits right i don't have to go to the bait shop uh you know just Nothing wrong with going to a bait shop, but uh, um, you know, it's I'm I'm on the water, I'm fishing, and say I'm trolling, and I see a pullback, and I don't get a I don't get a fish, I, I don't hook up on it in that rare instance. I don't have to do anything, right? I can keep that bait in the water and keep fishing, right? I'm not having to pull up and see like, hey, you know, I got a short strike, and and do I still have a minnow or? Uh, crawler or a leech or whatever on that on that bait i'm not waiting for them to take that bait as soon as i see any indication of a strike i can take all all the slack out of the line if i'm trolling and put tension on it and kind of bury those treble hooks in that bait. one other thing right if there's even on something like this fly nation reaper i've got six hook points when they come after this thing they, they got a really good chance of getting hooked right so um we can Talk about specifics on uh, on different aspects of crankbaits, like uh, why to choose and how to choose which one you're going to run when. Uh, if if you're ready to get in that, I can start on that. So, yeah, why don't you go ahead and fire away? I've got a couple follow up questions after that, but if if that's kind of okay. where your mind's going, let's let's go there. Yeah, sounds good. Um, you know. Crankbaits for walleye, I mean, you can get into such drastic sizes, you know, these four-inch crankbaits like a Reaper, uh, deep diving bell, um, you know, you're going to pull this thing, you can get it, you can run it as high as, you know, five feet in the water, come all the way down into, you know, uh, you know, 25 plus feet unassisted with a snap weight or weighted line, you're going to get even even deeper down there but i mean any part of the water calm you can get there with and then you get into all the way in the the other end of the spectrum right it's a small like boogie shad like this a little tiny bay well why this versus this and when and where it's really it's really dependent on like the forge base for for the walleye in that system and then the other part you know is about what action that bait's putting on. Um, you know, some of that more, I say, drastic seeking action at, at higher speeds and even depending on the crankbait that you're using, um, you're going to get uh, more hookups, especially when the, the fish are more active, that that seeking or really erratic movement is going to cause um, 
them to trigger on it uh, quite a bit uh, more often than say something that has kind of a, a, a slower, tighter wobble. Um, one thing to look at um, a bill like this shape on it, right? I'm gonna get a lot more side to side movement on something like that versus we got so many crankbaits in front of me. Let me pull a different one. Um, something with like a square bill on it, but uh, then you get a smaller bill on something like this with a with square bill. I'll still get some side to side, but not as much. One common thing you've seen kind of across the board um, holds true for walleye crankbaits, less for, for guys that are going to fish bass and things like that, uh, but is is roll of the bait. So, you know, you've got that side to side action. And then you've got the, I guess the angle that's coming through the water. You got your period and then you got your roll. So um, what you're going to see on a good, any good walleye bait, you're going to see some side to side roll like this where the, where the bait is kind of flashing its sides. Uh, it's doing two things, right? It's, it's putting a, a certain vibration on the water, but it's also given that kind of illusion of like they're seeing all the colors on that bait. So they're going to see um, not just just the, you know, the bottom or the side. And you're typically fishing over the head of walleye, not right in their face when you're fishing. There, there are some, uh, I guess, rules of thumb. Like um, you're going to have to get a lot closer to them when uh, they're in, in, uh, in a negative move or, or the water is cold. So you might actually be fishing right right in the same depth of the zone, but uh, if the water's clear, now I'm running crankbaits sometimes eight feet over, over their head, and that's a triggering mechanism too. Um, once they commit that energy, they expend that energy to go up and look at that thing, the, they're gonna strike after it. So, and I did mention speed. One thing important to note is like, there, there really isn't too many buys of water where there isn't some current there. So, you know, having something where you're going to be able to see not only your speed over ground, but the speed that your lures um, being pulled through the water in is really important, right? Fishhawk does does a great job of that. And the reason why it's important is if I'm going with the current and I'm pulling this like a bait, like a reaper, and I, I think I'm pulling it, you know, 1.8 miles an hour, but I'm going with a one mile an hour current and I'm only going 0.8. I'm not going to get the action out of it that I think I'm getting, right? And I'm not going to get the rattles aren't going to start to work. I'm not going to get the roll, I think. I'm not going to get that 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 hunting action of the bait moving, you know, with the with the, the, the yaw and the pitch out of it. So I might even lose some of my my depth that I thought I had if I'm running unassisted. So for everybody unassisted, this means I'm not using a, any type of snap weight in the system. And I'll be running deeper than I thought if I'm running assisted. So if I'm running either weighted line, like lead core, I'm running a snap weight and I'm going with current, it's going to go deeper. Then flip that all around if I'm going against current, right? I'm going to get a lot wilder action out of the bait. I might be, you know, higher in the water column than I thought I was going to be when I'm assisted with a weight, with a snap weight, or or definitely, uh, uh, you know, deeper. If uh, just really depends on which way that that current's going, and really that can affect a lot. 
So you hear guys, yeah, I got them going. I got them going this direction, but I didn't go on that direction. Well, usually the the reason for that is just uh, not being, you know, cognizant of the, the current that's down there. Vince, you got a question for him okay. before we wrap up here? I was just going to ask, uh, I was just going to ask Ed, uh, those fish you're, you're after in the Detroit River, are those migratory fish or are they residents of Detroit River? You know, typically like in the, the early spring, uh, what's going what's gonna to rule the, the uh, system are the migratory fish, right? And you, we got them dumping from all directions. There's fish swimming downstream to swim through the Detroit River to go swim in the Lake Erie and then swim in the tributaries in, all, all the way to Maumee River. And we got fish coming the other direction from Lake Erie into the river to spawn. We do have resident fish, but those typically, like if you're in a tournament, they're, they're not the ones that are going to win it for you. But there's fish in there all season long. You know, there's definitely resident fish. And there was uh, even migratory fish showing up uh, uh late fall last year that are just staging there because there's enough bait there, right? As long as there's, um, you know, enough bait in the system, they're going to kind of come in there and hang out a little longer than they would uh, typically. So, so yeah, tip, I, I like to tiger, target the migratory fish. And, and if I'm in a tournament, and if it's a weight tournament, the migratory fish that haven't spawned yet, if I can find those, right? Uh, ones with eggs in so if I was going to add one more question, I don't know how much time we have, but that, that probably the people watching would want to know is, is spring uh, walleye are a lot of times associated with jigging. When do you uh, decide mm -hmm. uh, when you're going to attack that way or when you're going to troll crankbaits? Um, in this area, what, what usually, usually is the tipping point is water clarity, right? If that water is gin clear to stay, you know, just mildly stained, a jig is gonna work pretty good. Uh, once it dirties up, you know, from that, you know, say only let's say a foot of visibility or under, that the rattles of a crankbait, the vibration is gonna be a lot, a uh, lot more effective. And then, you know, as the water temperature warms, I'm going to be pulling that crankbait even a little bit faster through that dirty water, so I'm going to cover more water. Then that that progresses. Like the jigging bite in a lot of areas gets a little bit tougher when they start to spread out more because you're not uh, you're not fishing large groups of fish. You're fishing isolated fish that are scattered amongst uh, you know, say open flats or even open water. Very good, Ed. We got about two minutes. Uh, I want to just ask you real quick. You talked about tuning. Can you give us like a two-minute seminar on basically how to tune those those crankbaits before you set them down? Yeah, everybody's got a got a pair of pliers in their boat. They make a few tools that that do this. But when you put a crankbait in the water, some of them are going to come good out of the box, but they can become untuned, or some will have issues uh, right out the gate. So what I like to do, uh, you can do it anywhere but like while you're trolling if you want to check baits i check them every time before i, I let them out um if you start to see when I, you put this bait in the water and you pull it and it runs a little far you know right or a little little far left or rolls all the way out you're gonna take your pliers grab not just that split ring but uh you're gonna grab that eye and you're gonna bend it 
ever so slightly to try to get it back to center, right? It, uh, less is more in this situation. Yeah, you get crazy with it. You're going to wreck your bait in it, or it'll blow out the other way. You're going to give it a little tweak towards the other direction that you want it to run and then pull it through the water again. Um, the other thing to be aware of is I like to use a dual lock snap to connect to that split ring. If you tie directly, you can have some issues with tuning sometimes too, depending on the knot use. So just be aware that it isn't like binding when you do that. But it, it's, there's not much to tuning, you know. Uh, pull it as hard as you can forward if it starts to blow off left to right. Give it another adjustment. Keep adjusting a little bit. It goes a long way. And then when, when you can actually pull it through the water and it stays diving down true all the way, then send it, send it back and, and let it go. But if it's off, two things are going to happen. You're not going to know, well, three things. You're not going to know what, where it's running in the water column when you look at an app like Precision Trolling. You're also, um, you're pulling it kind of in an odd way through the water. And you also have a, a chance for uh, tangling your line right very good. Ed, really appreciate you stopping by and talking to us today. Uh, it was fun to have you on and talk just a little bit of crankbaits. I know it's 20 minutes. You probably could have talked two hours on this topic, but uh, appreciate you coming in and give us a taste of what you've got going on. And uh, good luck this year as you venture back out on the road and go chase down those walleyes. I appreciate the time and have fun at the show there. Thanks. Good luck, Ed. Thanks for listening to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. For more information on fishing the Great Lakes, visit our blog at fishhawkelectronics.com.